0: From splitting up in horror movies to villains monologuing their big elaborate plan, we dive into the worst movie tropes known to mankind in this episode of Reel's Review. Hello, hello, and welcome into Reel's Review. I am Donovan Weaver, and joining me as always is Jack Myrick. Jack, how are we doing on this fine Thursday morning?
1: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: I'm doing pretty good. Uh, We're switching it up today, as we said a couple Weeks ago, that sometimes there's not really a movie that comes out that we're really tickled by. Um, so, we want to just dive into some other movie topics. Uh, we will be picking it up next week with an older movie, Return of the Jedi, has been re released in the theaters. And then the week following that is Guardians of the Galaxy, which just came out with another trailer. So, I actually think that movie's going to be amazing. Really excited for that. But we are hopping into movie tropes that we just do not like, or they're just overused. And there is probably hundreds, so many that we could talk about, but we're going to say the ones we don't like the most.
1: Yeah, I mean, you go on for days about movie tropes, because there's so many that are used constantly. There's some that are dead now, because of comedy movies, but... There's some new ones that are growing that are being very annoying to some people.
0: Yeah, yeah it has been bugging me, but I, I remember when we first started talk, talking about this, your your knee-jerk reaction was like, oh, the villain monologuing. Uh, I do think they've kind of killed that. I think Austin Powers exposed that really good yeah. uh, back in the early 2000s. And then also Watchmen kind of did a good twist on it at the end. I don't know if y'all watched it. Spoiler alert for Watchmen if you haven't seen it. he The villain's monologuing. And they're like, well, we're going to stop you. And he's like, oh, well, I that happened 45 minutes ago. And it's just like this mind. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, that's a, that's a great twist. That's how you use that. Um, and, but I also think there's movie tropes that are good. I really like the final girl in horror movies. Uh, I think that's one that, to me, never gets old. And you just kind of like saying that. But, no, there's definitely some that we do not like. You want to go ahead and start with your first one? All I right, yeah, I'm starting off here. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, what a, what a gentleman! i to do a little handoff a to you, gentleman. a little
1: jet sweep out of the backfield. You know, it's draft day. All right, so I'm gonna get into one that I've complained about on this already, which is realistic movies and the character has unbelievable plot armor. A movie we recently have reviewed, John Wick is one man. He is unstoppable until the very end. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, he's it's stuff like that really bothers me. Like, come on, like. They, if you are making a realistic movie, someone's not gonna be getting beat up as much as they can, and then be like they overpower and then somehow defeat the villain or do this, and they're like, oh, they survived because I mean that's also done in the screen movies with like Dewey. Dewey gets I mean just destroyed, and he's afterwards is like, oh, I am uh, all right. The scar tissue actually saved me. So yeah, that 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 one um, has really bothered me. I mean. Does that ever really bothers you? Cause I know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That one does come up a lot. I think I've told you this. I think, I think we explained this in John wick. It's how you structure your world. If you let it be known that characters can take a high amount of damage from, from the offset, this isn't realistic. Uh, you know, I'm fine with it, whatever, you know, I, I can have good dumb fun. But speaking of John wick, cause this was our, one of our big criticisms of it was the first movie. While a li- obviously it's a movie. So John wick does take some damage. he, he, when he does get damaged in the first one, you feel it. Like he's hurt, he limps, whatever. And this one, I mean, he's getting stabbed, he's getting shot, he's falling out of buildings, he's getting hit by cars, and then he's running in the next scene. Uh, Scream, Scream does this. And while Scream has established a little bit of this, oh, funny horror trope movie, in the new Scream movie, for example, uh, the two, the the brother and sister, Like, how do they survive? They they get stabbed and shot. And uh, remember, uh, the guy gets gutted in the end. And then you're like, oh, yeah, he's dead, dead. And then you get
1: I mean, they're like, they're just sitting there just...
0: Yeah, just stabbing him, stabbing (laughs) him, like, 35 times. And then he just gets wheeled out of the hospital. And at one hand, you're like, oh, it's a Scream movie. Then the other hand, I'm like, okay, well, people get stabbed in the Scream movie, like, once and they die. Yeah. So how can this guy get uh, stabbed But I guess that's
1: just the weird little quirk of Scream movies, so... That one, it is annoying, but it slides a little bit, I guess. But still, I would say that does, I agree with that. It does get annoying with Scream. And John Wick, especially stuff like that. Like, you know, Die Hard kind of movies. Those, just come on now.
0: Yeah. I mean, really good movies. Uh, again, I I love Die Hard. I love John Wick. It does bother me slightly. Even with some superhero movies, and not the superheroes themselves that are, you know are super like Superman and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But, like, Batman... Oh, yeah, the and, recent Batman, how and,
1: he, like, just adrenaline shot, like, ah! Oh. Oh, like,
0: <laughs> like, Ant-Man, stuff like that. Like, human yeah. beings that you've established. You've established that this is, like, real world with superheroes. You have these human beings that can just take just damage upon damage upon damage, and you're like, what, well, okay. like Even in The Dark Knight Rises, uh, Bane breaks his back, and then Bruce...
1: I, pops back in place I'm gonna say he's
0: not down he's not down that long I'm just like yeah. ah, you know I don't know but it it just it, it's one of those movie tropes where sometimes it doesn't bother me a whole lot i uh, but sometimes it, it definitely is a, a problem
1: all right so what is your first one?
0: Uh, okay, so I, I thought about this, and I really try to not make this just like a horror list because mm-hmm. you really could. You could just, like, there's so many horror tropes, and usually they're pretty funny. But one of the main ones that always bothers me is that when the plot, and this is a screenwriting thing, yeah. this is from a screenwriting perspective, when the plot could have been solved with a simple conversation, or the plot was just like a simple misunderstanding is the reason the movie happens. Again, this uh, I feel like we're we're about to just reference a lot of recent movies, but it's because you know we've seen them recently, so they're on our minds. Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania does this. The uh, Hank Pym's wife could have told them that Kang was down there. She did not tell them, and that's why they go down there and the plot happens. If she would have just simply said like Hey, there's a mass murderer down there," none of that happens. They don't go to the quantum realm. Everything's hunky dory. Uh, that happens in The Last Jedi. I don't know if you... uh, I hate that movie, by the way. I hate it so freaking much. I've only seen it once. Yeah. But if Poe and the main woman, uh, the general commander, if they would have just told each other each other's plans... Like, the reason Poe goes on this little, you know, rebel streak is because he thinks they're doing the wrong thing and then it's revealed that, oh, the general's actually good and she had a good plan. I'm like, well, why didn't she just say that? Like, why are you not relaying your plans to people? Just things like that Spider-Man No Way Home love that movie by the way the 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 way they get into it by like if Doctor Strange would have maybe been like hey Peter this is how this is how this spell is going to work you can't talk during it if you talk during it it's going to screw everything up a lot of movies do this I just hate it and it's just like a big plot hole to me
1: yeah that the Doctor Strange one could have been well I'm okay with Doctor Strange one because we got to see Toby Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. Okay. Again, I love that totally. movie. It's amazing. Best actor, you know. Best actor of all time, probably. Yep, Tony McGuire. I do agree that that there's so many movies that if it's a needless plot, it bothers me. Like if it's like okay, like I understand, like okay, this is gonna happen. Like for Civil War, to me, that was kind of needless. Like it's a fun movie, but I feel like they should have had something that was actually built up, built up like a, of a feud instead of like Tony being like. Like, he killed my parents. And then they, like, had a conversation, like, he's brainwashed, blah, blah, blah." Like, he was not, like...
0: That's another movie that um, I didn't mention when I thought about it. But Civil War, and I love Civil War, too. It's a great movie. It is a great movie. But if if Cap would have just told Tony, like, hey, there's these, like, super soldiers and wherever it was, um, they could have just had a conversation, like, this is why we need to go stop them. But they don't talk. Nobody talks at all. And you're just, like, if people just have, if people just open dialogue, like... A lot of these movies wouldn't happen. A lot of great movies wouldn't happen, but they just wouldn't happen. It's always... It it depends on the movie for me. If the movie's great, I can let it slide a little bit, but especially when the movie's not great like Ant-Man, it it does tend to, like, you know, bug me.
1: Yeah. Okay, so for my second one, I'm going to go with the explanation of something wild, outlandish, and the person just believes it.
0: Oh, yeah, just instantly believes it?
1: Yes, they're like, okay. All right, let's like let's fight like you're not gonna stop for a second. and Be like, wait, zombies or aliens,
0: or you're a superhero. Like, oh, okay, or, cool. Or even when they do that, sometimes they'll do that. They'll be yeah. like, oh yeah, come on, but they'll be like convinced in like thirty yeah. seconds, even if there's like no proof or anything like that. You're just like, okay. Whatever. Yeah,
1: because they did that in uh, Rindfield recently. Because I complained about that in the last review about how he explains his boss is Dracula. And she's like, "Okay, like oh, big whoop, ooh, ooh, like Dracula. Maybe look for better employment, okay? Yeah, it's but but you. but
0: not like an oh, Dracula. Like oh, he's not real. Like yeah. ooh, Dracula. Oh, I know he's real, but like oh, what's the? Yeah, like,
1: what about him? He's down
0: the street. Down you know? the street. I saw him yeah. at the pub last night. I mean, yeah, he's what? looking a little rough. Looking
1: a little look, 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 look look rough. Get, You're actually doing a pretty bad job yeah. taking care of him. So that one, that one always annoys uh, annoys me because it's just like." I get it. It's wasted dialogue cuz that's also if you don't want the 3-hour movie, which is a trope of itself now. But you're going to have that unneeded dialogue. I get it, but I feel like sometimes it's needed. It's needed. You could flesh out a movie a little bit more with that by having them go on and be like I really don't believe you cuz I used to kind of do it where like the character would be like, I don't believe you and then they would just leave the character and then later on the the character like for super superhero movies, they'll do it and they'll just do like incredible feat, and then they're like oh my gosh like I saw you do that that's awesome you know you saved that cat that's just amazing
0: no I I agree and I I think it you can do it in the inverse too when there's a when there's a you know when they go in the police uh, office and they're like hey please help we got to do this and the police officers like laugh at them I'm like that's just that's not true that doesn't happen in real life if yeah. if someone comes in and reports a crime or something happening even if the police officers are like yeah that's probably not true they're still going to take them seriously you still have to file yeah. a report I'm like why do and the, but like, a lot of times the police officers are like ah ha, ha. Yeah, and real and, funny yeah right? real funny yeah like there's a still serial there's a serial <laughs> that, killer yeah, oh they're gonna come kill it. you uh, but no so that, this is a safe neighborhood okay yeah, so I'm always I, watching I, it. I feel like both sides uh both sides of that like when they do that,
1: it bothers me too. Yeah. So what is uh, yours? What's your next one?
0: I hate it in movies when two things happen. And There's a lot of things I can do with phones and I get it. Nowadays in digital, it's really hard to seclude characters, especially in horror movies when you're trying to like cut off contact from the outside world. Cause we have so many ways of contacting people now. So it's almost a little unrealistic. You have to find those ways. But when a, The phones don't work. Oh, they cut the they cut the phone line, or there's no internet, or there's there's no way to do this. This happened in a recent uh, movie I watched called Searching, which is actually pretty good. They it's a different film style, um, and it's no sorry missing. That's what it's called. It was a sequel. It's a sequel to the movie Searching, and basically they they take all the movie is from like cameras or like zoom iPhones, stuff like that. And that's the only thing you're seeing in the movie. Mm -hmm. So when you're watching the main character, it's like you're watching from her computer screen and you're seeing what all she's saying and all that. So it's a pretty cool movie. But at the end of the movie, they're trying to get in touch. And it's like not, it's in like a secluded part, but you know they have internet service. And there's no internet service or they cut the phone lines or something like that. I hate when that happens. And I also hate. When they're trying to get when they you have to get in touch with somebody like mm-hmm. hurry there's they're, like they're coming for you they're coming for you and the phone's like oh it's off there the side, they're like off taking the a side, shower or taking something. a shower taking a shower or oh I'll get oh it's probably nothing I'll get it later it yeah, happens like, in scream mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't want to like keep on harping on scream because yeah, we, we did enjoy the that scream
1: movie. overall as I said that one kind of slides a bit just because I think the movie itself is a cliche of things yeah so, so that's it's not too
0: bad but myself. like yeah it's like the phone. The phones like off and the and but like people are talking loudly yeah. so they don't hear it. I feel like both those
1: or the, or the or the characters mad at that character and they're like at dinner and they're like just hangs up the phone. Yeah,
0: hangs up, yeah. Like oh I can talk or they'll be like oh is, oh is that important and
1: and it's like you know their their dad or their mom or their sibling. Like uh no no. I see important. all the missed phone calls later on. They're like oh and they but, call them back like hey a, I saw you I missed your phone calls. Everything okay? And happens it's just, a
0: good bit in TV shows too. Um underrated TV show Gotham love that show by the way you need to watch it if you have not seen that there's a scene where the girl's on a date with the serial killer and the police captain calls her the police yeah. captain calls her and she looks at it and the serial killer's like oh you need to answer that and she's like no no i'm good i'm good I'm like, it's, it's, this food's really good yeah, f- is, yeah uh, it's amazing it happens a lot in movies that and just the not being able to use the phone both yeah. those bother me
1: the phone lines cut
0: Again, it happens. It happens a good bit. It happens in several movies, and I'm just like, can. And I don't really know what the solution is, but they need to stop using that. I'd rather them just like not have their phone on them. Yeah. Like
1: just make that, or you'd be funny if someone just did like comedy, and had like a medieval comedy, and they go, oh, we need to hurry to this village like to save them from you know this oncoming threat, and says, oh no, don't worry, I got like T-Mobile or something, and then he just like pulls out a phone and just calls them, like they're like okay that that to me i don't know that would be funny like that'd be like a monty python kind of comedy
0: i think ted lasso did a good job of like uh cutting off communication when um at a couple episodes ago we're we're both big ted lasso Mm -hmm. fans also the character loses their phone yeah she falls she falls in a river so the obviously the phone doesn't work and so she's kind of secluded and that way nobody can get in touch with her and you're like okay yeah I, i buy that like, yeah. your phone's out for a And everyone's cameras. out and about. And yeah, yeah. the one yeah.
1: character trying to contact them is yeah. like...
0: And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Like, I, yeah. I buy that. That could happen. But when you're just... Because, again, uh, I've taught... This is funny. I've told this to people. Like, when they're, like, texting, like, someone they're interested in or something like that. They're like, hey, like, I had a really good time on that date. Uh, like, would you be up to go on a second one if they don't respond to you in, like, five or six hours? Like, they've seen that message. Yeah. But yeah, they've, they've seen the message. More than, like, 95% of the time they've seen the message because... I don't
1: know any. I don't it's like know. inviting someone to CC's and they, you know, you know they've seen their the message. Yeah, like yeah, they, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why I'm so, uh, you know, on like through CC's out there. I mean, there's just a random one came to mind. No, 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 that know. would never happen. Never where, happen. Where the
0: person would ask you to go to CC's. I mean, I
1: think going to CC's is like the total package. It is. It is me. like the
0: total package. It's it like you know TP total package. Yeah. But
1: uh, no, it's
0: always one that's bothered me. Just yeah. phone, phones in general. I think they've really made it hard in movies. Cause again, back in like the eighties, you you could see like a phone not working, not as reliable yeah. or people not picking it up, not being in the house. But now with cell phones, I feel like it's harder right around that.
1: Yeah. To butt off you with technology issues in movies to me is people turning the TV on right at the right moment. The newscast, it's like, Oh my, like they did it in Shazam. I think they did it where, uh, he's like, oh, I'm a loser or whatever. turns on the TV and it's like, And they're, like, dogging on their, like, superhero team. I can't remember what their superhero team was called. But stuff like that. Like, there's a lot of times where it's, like, a disaster movie or something. And they turn it on and, like, something's happening. And then it's like, honey, grab the kids. We're going to, you know, get out of here or something. Stuff like that. That's always bothered me. They do it a good bit, like, in TV shows, I know, where an event is happening and then... Boom, turn the TV on, that exact thing. I'll be honest, I turn the TV on, and uh, I get, uh, I'm trying to think of a show, Like I get like Bones just popping up, or Grey's Anatomy or something like that just pops up on my screen, or Impractical Jokers. And I'm like, what was I, oh, I was watching the NBA yeah, last night yeah, or something. Yeah, I was
0: about to say I wasn't watching NBC at yeah. 11.30 at night. No, it, it literally happens at uh, – Another movie that just came out this year, I know you didn't watch it, but M. Night Shyamalan's movie, Knock Out uh, of Cabin, which was it was pretty good. Decent mm-hmm. decent little film. Batista, by the way, is a fantastic actor, and I know he said he wants to, after Guardians, he's done playing drags because he wants to do more serious stuff, and if you don't think he can do serious stuff, go watch Knock Out of Cabin because he's phenomenal in that, but literally... It's just like you were saying. It's like a doomsday kind of movie, yeah. like where something bad's happening. There's these like storms, and they turn on the TV, and it's like, and it's just the newscast going, and oh my gosh, it just a, a tsunami just hit, uh, you know, Puerto Rico or something like that, and you're like, yeah, okay, I've seen this before. Movie. Another
1: one is Elf. When they're at the end, they're all singing. Like, I don't think everyone's gonna be watching the news that night. Some people might be in bed. Some people might be like watching a Christmas movie or something. Like stuff like that in like love movies where it's like, Jessica, I love you you know, like what if Jessica's not watching that channel? What if she's like what if she's like, Oh, I'm you know I'm not a CNN person, you know, I'm more of a NBC person. Yeah. You know, she might not be watching that channel. So, she's probably not. She might not,
0: not, she probably might not even watch she TV. Might be on True TV, Yeah, you know, or she's probably are, on
1: Netflix. Yeah,
0: know. yeah, she's streaming. Yeah. Know, she's watching a movie or TV show. Nobody's watching. I nobody's watching cable unless you're yeah, like 60 you years know, old. They never
1: really do that in movies, I don't think. I've never really seen many movies where they're like, "What you want to watch it on Netflix?" It's always just regular TV. They only do it in TV
0: shows where it's produced by the streaming service. I've noticed that now, like Apple yeah. TV. Um, they do it with
1: their uh, phones a lot. They do it, yeah. They did, yeah, they did God, a series shout-out, the last episode. Product placement, product placement,
0: product placement. But, I mean, that makes sense that they're producing yeah. it. I get that. But, like, I've seen two Apple TV shows now. Both really good, by the way. Ted Lasso is amazing and shrinking. With uh, Harrison Ford, yeah, I want um, to watch that uh, and Jason Siegel. Yeah, one to watch. Um, Apple TV is very underrated. They've they've had a couple of really good shows, but that happens a lot. It where, does. Where they're just, or they're where where they're just, they turn on the TV and something's happening. Especially nowadays with our generation, pe- people don't do that. People don't turn on the TV and look at the news and be
1: like, "Oh my god!" I guess god. in the, what thirty years from now, I'd be like, "I saw you on TikTok live. It was like scrolling and then." Boom. which actually could happen because the algorithms wild on those apps.
0: Okay, my third one, and again, I hate to, I hate to, like because we both gave really positive reviews of John Wick, but I'm gonna have to go back to it. But this is like a ton of movies, almost every mm-hmm. action movie in the world, or even superhero movie. I mean, shoot, this happens in like Star Wars too, when villains a lot of or like henchmen just attack one at a time. And a lot of times it's not as blatant. It happens a lot, but John Wick's was like blatant, blatant. There's a there's a scene uh, early in the movie where they're at the uh, is it Shanghai Continental? I might be getting the or Osaka. is it Osaka? Osaka? Osaka. They're in the Osaka con- continental, and he's in like this room with a bunch of kind of trophies and stuff. So there's a lot of glass. And it'd be one thing if this was like a short little two two minute thirty second scene where he fights like four guys. Literally, it's like the same guy. Just one by one, they come after him, and it's like a seven-minute scene of just one guy fighting him, one guy fighting him, one guy fighting him. And he's just using the same moves. And I'm just like, that wouldn't. What? At some point, you'd be like, okay, this guy's amazing. Why don't we team up to get this guy? Like, yeah. we're, we're all competent. They're all good fighters. I mean, I know John Wick's Sean Wick, but if it's if it's six on one and you're fighting him at the same time, I don't know anybody who's getting out of that. So it just kind of that that always bothers me when they attack one by one.
1: I know you are going to hate me using this as an example of good, like the uh, them not doing that, but the recent Mandalorian season yeah. actually avoided that. There was a character
0: good that I'm gets glad.
1: mauled by uh, the guards, the the red, the what are they called? Oh, the, the little red knights from Last Jedi I'm the scene. They, I mean, they mauled this guy. They all just went in, just stabbed him, and you know, it's, a, it's an emotional scene. But uh, they go in, just destroy this guy, and they just walk off. They're just like, all right, what's next? To me, that was a good example. But yeah, it is very annoying. Uh, I think at first, I feel like some writers try to avoid that by doing like, oh, they're in a dark room. It's a SWAT team coming in, taking out one one by one. But later on, if they continue that series like John Wick or other action movies, it continues on where they're like, we got to come up with some uh, some other thing where it's like it's not a dark room and he takes them out one by one cuz when i think of that what was the santa claus movie that came out recently cuz there's a scene they use they did that that which i think is i think is smart but that one kind of also gets overused when it comes to that as well
0: uh, it wasn't called it
1: wasn't called silent night
0: it was called god what's it called deadly so night Deadly? Not maybe. Maybe it was it's Silent it's Night. David Harbor movies. Yeah, at. it was a great movie. Look, yeah, I, I, we both really enjoyed Violent Night. Violent uh, Night. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I was actually weirdly enough. I I don't want to go into this now, but I was going to bring this movie up for something different. Uh, and it's the same exact scene, but just something different. I was going to talk about. I hate it in horror or action movies when the lighting's so dim because because. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't see anything. I'm like, okay, like, in that Game scene... Game of Thrones
1: had some issues yeah, with that.
0: That scene's really great, but it's really dark, and I'm like, I guess... It's hard like, on the viewer. Yeah, so, like, you're just squinting, and I guess, because it was so violent, but I'm like, it's rated R. Like, y'all y'all had the green light. You can still see it. Why don't you just make, make it, you know, the... Uh, was it opticity? Uh, I, I'm saying that wrong. Or yeah, Opa- I, op- Opacity, <laughs> yeah. Just turn that up a little bit. Turn that up a little bit. Like, that's just awful. I, I can't see anything, but no... That happens. That yeah, that does happen a lot in that movie, just in general. But I, I think a, they do a good job of like having him a lot of one-on-one fights. But they there do. Are, there are a couple times when they come at him one by one.
1: Yeah. I think okay. So for my next one, I think I'm gonna have to go with the characters getting interrupted on their first kiss.
0: Mm. Just this also happened in Scream.
1: It happens in a lot of like, rom-coms. It happened... I'm pretty sure it happens in one of the Marvel movies. I can't remember which one. So I'm pretty sure they go for it and someone else walks in the comp. I think it happens in Spider-Man, probably. I think, like, the first one, maybe. It happens so much. It's like... It happens every, in Romeo and Juliet. I don't think there's been a time where they actually just kiss. I think it's always been just... Like, oh, hey, you know, they're having a little moment together. They're sitting on a balcony or something. and yeah, then you the, gotta
0: build up the tension.
1: And then the friend or whatever comes up like hey guys you want pizza rolls we weren't we weren't doing anything we were having a conversation
0: about life uh no that happens a lot it happens way too much it happens to a, lot, too lot, much. a lot a lot a lot or just the to go off the first kiss cliche is just like when they're i don't know they're just sitting there and like nervous or like jangling for the keys um or something like that and they take forever to do it i'm like ah, does that happen in real life like I got I, like I I've never experienced that where I'm just like people are just standing out there like yep well good night good night
1: yeah like yeah. especially if you're at like a party I don't think I mean it could happen but it, most times if you're like hey me and such and such we're gonna go you know outside talk and stuff no one's gonna be like oh wait d- does he want uh, do you want this drink or this drink and then just like hey do you want <laughs> and then it's just just interrupting. It's, it doesn't really happen that often, but in movies, every single time, every character's experienced it. It's no, it weird.
0: Does. No, no, it happens a ton. Well, my final one, um, and this one has really bothered me, and for some reason, uh, Disney is the one that, uh, that keeps on doing this, um, is when they just make a character great from the outset. And they don't really go through any trials or tribulations, and they're automatically amazing at everything. Um, and when you think about the movies that have done this, Captain Marvel comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Literally, uh, that's why that's, that's the problem with her character, Ari. That's why that's why a lot of people don't like the character of Captain Marvel. It's because she's already like all powerful, and she doesn't really have a weakness. And like, oh, what? what you'd be like, oh, what about Superman? Well, Superman's got Kryptonite, and he goes through. And he does go through trials and tribulations. I mean, his parents dying and stuff like that. With Captain Marvel, her he's l-
1: tested at the very end. Does he kill someone or not?
0: Well, the problem with and then even and then even at the end, she like she the main villain. She beats him in like two seconds because he, she's no match. Like it's it's like ridiculous. Uh, Ray Skywalker, Ray Palpatine, uh, <laughs> being being able to basically beat Kylo Ren. That's I'm sorry, that's ridiculous. At the end of the Force Awakens. They do it in that movie. Um, and it,
1: it is sad, though, because it's mainly towards female leads, because yeah. that messes up female characters a lot, and then you get outraged because of that. I think that, that hurts the character.
0: No, no, it does. And I, I think the big one is it's cut, and I, I kind of get it where they're coming from, because mm-hmm. I think systemic, systemically people think that women haven't been betrayed as good as men in movies, no. especially like action movies and stuff like that.
1: Um don't force it. That's the main thing.
0: That's the problem. I'm like, it's not. And 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 then when people don't like it, they say, "Oh, people are just sexist, or just yeah. a bunch of men out there." You that- know who
1: I liked where they did well uh, was Wanda in or Scarlet Witch. I think hers was good. Like, because they, they built up the character. They built it up. It was amazing. Like in the recent Doctor Strange, you know they have all these other characters. Like, oh, we're gonna stop her. No, they didn't. No, they no, no, no. got destroyed.
0: No, it's if you build like they just again, it's like they're like we we've, we've got to like make up for the sins of the past by just making them just amazing at literally everything, and they don't go through any struggles. And I'm like, that's just not that's not how you build a character. Yeah. And
1: when, it, I won't even say it was originally like it never was originally just like women characters. Originally, it was like like the dude character that was really smart that would just know how to do something and just made it. And that was, and now they've just, because of, I guess, backlash of, from the studios, people now they are like, well, we'll put a woman in this role instead well, of actually making a character that's interesting and actually just really fleshes out that character.
0: But when, when I think of that, I don't even think of, I can't think of a lot of male characters that just are uh, instantly amazing. And then they, they're, it, or like it's done. It's, I mean, even, like, you look at Die Hard, you look at John McClane, like, yeah, yeah. he's a he's a, he's like, he's a badass, Um, but you you still, you realize he says his background, and then you get in the, the movie series later on, you see the trials and tribulations you go through, I mean, look at the, the greatest story ever told, in my opinion, look at Star Wars, like, Luke is incompetent, he's not good, he gets his butt kicked in, at the end of the Empire, even after training, like, he thinks he's great. And he gets his butt kicked by Darth Vader, which he should. And then he goes through more training tribulations like that. Spider Man, same way. Green Goblin kicks Spider Man's butt in that movie, up and down yeah. the field. Uncle Ben dying. You have to. You have to. You have to put your characters in the dirt for us to care about them and want them to succeed, because we want we love that that true underdog story. That's what you want to see in movies, and when you just automatically make your characters just incredible at everything it's just
1: yeah um, i feel like they just try to make him look cool and it's like that's not really cool like well and, you want to root because like most people like can straight go to the sports analogy if the team's winning a lot not many people are going to like them like i understand like when the warriors were winning a lot in the nba people hated the warriors i liked them just because i liked watching the dynasty but i was an outsider i was not really an nba fan as much i didn't have like a team i was rooting for but if you're rooting or if you're invested in that league you're not rooting for the champion. You're rooting for, like, the underdog. You want that person to come up and dethrone them. You're rooting. But otherwise, because, like, the warriors, I'm using that as an example, would just get annoying. That's like, oh, like, of course the warriors get away with it. Of course, you know, this happens. That that just wears on the viewer that of having to deal with this annoying, overpowered character, team, whatever. It's, so they just want something to root for. They want to see their... You know, downfall. They want to see something happen to them. To where, like, yes, they're 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 not immortal. They're 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 human. They they can be defeated. I
0: think another one, just real quick, because this kind of ties into the same thing. Because I want to mention a character that I think does both of these tropes. And again, uh, uh, Marvel and Star Wars. Just like these are the two culprits of this. When you crap on the old to pump up the new. Like you can't do that. They literally, they, yeah. You, you 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 make Han Solo, you make Han Solo basically a loser going around the galaxy because him and Leia broke up. Leia's doing great.
1: Yeah, Le- Leia. Leia's doing great. Of course, well, um, Leia was fine. It was not really Leia. No, that, that, it that's, was Ray. So Ray was a good character so, that was just ruined. Yeah,
0: they make Han a loser. They make Luke a, a like a guy, a, like the most hopeful guy in the galaxy. Just some, just hermit goes yeah. to live by himself. Like that's not Luke Skywalker. That's not Han Solo. That's not the heroes we left just so they can pump up the new ones. Shoot, Marvel does this all the time. I don't. Do you remember the scene in uh, is it Infinity War when they're trying to help Vision and they go take him to Wakanda? And I I can't think. It, it, she's the new Black Panther, the the really smart young girl. The the um, she's like looking at. They're like, oh, how did you design this? Yeah. Talking, talking to Mark Ruffalo, talking to Bruce Banner, you know, one of the smartest men, men alive, and she's like, "Oh, well, I'm sure you did your best." Just crapping on Tony Stark and Bruce Banner, who you've already mm-hmm. established as two of the smartest humans alive, but this 17 year old girl, girl blows them out of the water.
1: Yeah, I that, feel like that, they could just that made that into like a nerd fest where they're like, "Oh, you did this," and like, "Yeah," they could. But I get it, you don't like the taking down the characters they've built up just to build up another character well
0: and well and then speaking that they've really just crapped on hulk um and then and she hulk eviscerate his character um there's this one scene that i know a lot of people hate it (laughs) when she's basically saying bruce hasn't went through the trials and tribulations she's been through and then you start thinking about like what's happened to Bruce Banner over his life and what he's dealt with, and you're like, oh, no, nah, nah, he's been through a lot. So I just think it's just really bad when you crap on old established characters that people love just so you can pump up the new ones. Yeah, I just hate when they do that, and Disney and Marvel do it. I
1: mean, uh, Star Wars, Marvel, Disney does it all the time, and I really wish they'd stop. Well, to hype up next week, because butting off Star Wars... Bum bum
0: bum bum,
1: dude! I'm I. One of my
0: one of my favorite movies of all time might be my favorite movie of all time. Return of the Jedi. I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, Empire Strikes Back." That's the that's the best Star Wars movie, and you're probably right from like a technical sense. But Return of the Jedi, the culmination of the story, you know, that the throne room scene, all of that. It's re-releasing in theaters for the 40th year anniversary this weekend, and. Yep, this is my year. This is my movie of the year. I, I don't even care. Like I don't care what else I see. I'm pumped about this. I've never seen it in theater, so my, the little kid in me is really hyped for this.
1: Yeah, it, I, I'm excited too, but I'm not as excited as you are. So I, I'm excited to see how it's going to look on the screen. I want to see if they did anything different. I, I could see them maybe do like little edits here and there. But they yes.
0: I, I hope. I hope they show the original film. I don't want to see the 1998 remastered.
1: Love. I better have George Lucas walk out like Alfred Hitchcock onto the screen and just be like, "This is my movie." You, you want. You want George Lucas to yeah. do the thing they did. They They did it for
0: Scream and they did it for uh, Top Gun. Mm-hmm. When the actors are like, "Thank y'all for coming," I would. I would actually love that. George, George Lucas. Lucas what did, you, what did George in
1: L- Opelika, Alabama? What comes did, out?
0: What did George Lucas like just came on the screens like, "Thank y'all for watching like a true Star Wars movie." And not the ones you've seen over the past ten years.
1: He's would... like holding like a baby. Uh... Oh my goodness, I forgot the character's name. He's oh my good, I can't. Jar Jar. Oh, oh God, I, Jesus. I was just picturing like him holding like a little Jar Jar. It's like, and like Jar Jar is crying. He's like, "There, my child. There." Yeah. I just
0: hope he comes on screen with like BBA and just throws it against the wall. Says that's not a real droid. <laughs>
1: That that would actually be pretty funny,
0: <laughs> but uh, but yeah, It we, just spikes it. Yeah, we, 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 we we will be watching Return of the Jedi and reviewing that, and probably like Return just, of My Star Wars. Yeah, as some people might be saying, "Um,
1: yeah. you uh, that is that, is that is
0: that is definitely me." We're probably gonna review just Star Wars as a series. Um, yeah, because it is one of the most culturally, uh, effective. Uh, franchises of all time even though they've really butchered it but uh that is gonna do it for today's episode of reels review for jack myrick i am donovan weaver always remember to keep the popcorn popping and the reels rolling